so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks Group, celebrating people and everything good in this you world. Gotta, you gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up when the race is over, return to the center. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. Today's going to be my last groggy episode. The last episode where my brain doesn't feel like it's functioning to its full capacity. Dude, what are you going to do? So, You're about to be so fresh. We all only have to deal with this this monotone voice for one more episode. You're almost there. And who knows what it's going to be like next week. Who knows? Almost there. You've been. This has been just a marathon. I know. So, uh, This is your first time listening. You're listening to The Good. My name is Jared Van, and I'm sitting down with Logan Draper. Um, this whole podcast is about celebrating people and all the good things that are happening in the world. Um, this is especially probably a good time to do this podcast because there's a lot of uh, uncertainty in the world right now. There is. With all this uh, Iran stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you for... Oh, I thought you were talking about the Cowboys. Oh, and the Cowboys. They yeah. got a new coach today, supposedly. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Apparently, he had a sleepover with Jerry Jones, and we'll find out yeah. uh, first preseason game who comes yeah. out. But yeah, thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, we always start the podcast off by talking about what's good in our lives. So, what's good besides the Cowboys having a coach? Cowboys have a coach. Um, I'm kind of not in the best place right now. Got a lot of anxiety. Um, we've been fighting illness again, so it's circled back around to us. And I slept. I got a. About an hour sleep, hour and a half sleep last night. That's not very much. wasn't great. So, I we're a part of this thing. We're doing this thing. This twenty one days of prayer and fasting. So I've been getting up an extra hour early and just trying to spend some time alone. So yeah, I say all that to say not the negative parts, um, but I'm I'm just kind of grateful today. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful yeah. to have a home. Yeah, and that's a cop out answer, but no, it's not. My uh my anxiety was really bad last week. I I didn't even use this as my answer last week, but we were kind of talking about this earlier today, like what it makes us feel like, and it's super scary. I think our like anxiety anxiety like manifests itself in the same ways. Like mine is like only mostly at night while I'm in bed. I'm sure it's there all day. It's it's more pronounced at night because everything's still, but it basically like feels like I'm dying. So. Yeah. Like, every time it happens, I'm like, man, I just want to get through the night. And then the next night when I go to bed, I'm just like, I just want to make it through the night. Yeah. So it is It is a blessing and a good thing when you wake up and you're like, I got another day. Yeah. But, so it is a good thing. Do you, uh, does yours happen mainly when you're by yourself? Yes. Do you know why you're anxious? No. Yeah, it's the worst, man. That's what gets me the most is that trying to figure it out. And, I, and all of a sudden, sometimes it just will disappear. And then I'm frustrated because I don't know why I was anxious. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's kind of the worst. It is the It'll worst. just come at random times. Like, I went, I used to have it a lot more often than I do now. And it had been a long time. And then last week was pretty rough. But I made it, and I was up and alive the next morning, every morning. So I was good. New um, day. Yeah. Well, other than that, I guess today is actually CPAP day for me. Woohoo! I finally get it. I have an appointment at 2 o'clock to get my CPAP machine. Which will hopefully change my life. Yeah, if you guys want to just meet Jared so, there, we're gonna yeah. build a tunnel. 
you can walk in. <laughs> so I might, uh, I might, I'll, I'll probably bring it to the office if you need to take a couple hits off of it. Ooh. Since you only got an hour and a half sleep, you can do that. Be fresh. Get a quick uh, rush of oxygen to your brain. I don't know if that's how it works or not, but that's how I've built it up in my head that it's just me just shooting oxygen into my brain. It's like a- I feel like I have years to make up for, so I might just be wearing it during the day. Just get like a cart, yeah, like one of those IV things you can just yeah. wheel around with you all day. That's yeah. a good idea. Um, so yeah, that's a that's kind of a huge blessing for me today that I finally get that. It's been a uh, a long journey to get it. It has been a long journey, especially so, in a season with less sleep. Yeah. So hopefully, I will have a lot more energy and a lot more clear head in the near future. So that's what's good with me. That's a big win, though. That's a big one. It's a very very big one. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to our haikus. Don't, you're going to have to tell me if I actually hit the right one because I don't have my headphones on. Happy hi hi, a hi hi, a haikus. There we go. So it says happy haikus. And the, ti- the title of the segment probably explains what it is. We just write haikus just and then ra- recite them. Random haikus. And that's all it is. So here's mine. This is a uh, very relevant one to this specific day. And I had to make sure that this first word of this haiku is actually three syllables because I don't say it as a three-syllable word. So I'm going to, I guess, enunciate it how you're supposed to enunciate it. So here we go. Bachelor is back. Love is in the air tonight. Mondays at 7. <laughs> I just wrote a promo for the <laughs> bachelor. A promo, dude. Also, you was kind of shocked that bachelor is three syllables. Apparently, you're supposed to pronounce it bachelor. I just say bachelor. But I think if so, I cut out that that middle syllable. Are you? Hey, hey, man. Are you a bachelor? Hey, man. Are you a bachelor? Nah, it's yeah. bachelor. Yeah, it's ba- it's bachelor for sure. Nobody says bachelor. But it made the haiku work. Like even when ABC does promos, they say the bachelor. Not the Bachelor at 7 p.m. The Bachelor. Yeah. But ABC, that's what channel it comes on, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah, ABC, you're welcome for the uh, the promo in the psych I just gave you. We're going to get some kickbacks for that. Sorry, that is Mondays at 7 uh, Central Time. Central Time, yes. But if I said Mondays at 8, that would only have been four syllables, so I'd have used Central Time. Man, it's the start of another, another amazing journey of The Bachelor. I know. I'm excited. <clears throat> Mine is... Uh, Culturally relevant as well. It says, It all happens fast. The greats say you win or learn. Somehow Tom did both. It's Tom Brady. Oh, Tom. Tom Brady. You think of MySpace so, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. For some, yeah, he actually did pop into my head. And then for some reason, I was thinking Tom Brokaw. <laughs> I just completely skimmed over Tom Brady. The man, the myth, man. I think that that's showing my growth as a human. I always didn't like Tom Brady because he always mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. And it was a bittersweet moment seeing him lose. It's nice to not see the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but also to be the age Tom is and to be competing at that level, to be competitive in a playoff game. I think it's super cool. I think he's one of the few quarterbacks that he got the ball at the one-yard line with 15 seconds left and no timeouts. And I think a lot of people are still like, chance, that's going to happen. I just pictured a tip ball. Yeah, and then somebody taking off. Yep. Grunt, yeah, Grunt coming out of what, the crowd. What uh, what do you think he's going to do next year? I think he's going to be the quarterback for somebody else. 
Uh, he will be a quarterback, I think. But I do not think yeah. it'll be in New, New England for some reason. And I kind of think it'll be his choice. Yeah. They'll bring him back. Oh, wouldn't you? Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's been a wild ride. It, I think we just saw the end of that dynasty, though. I think probably, we probably. It. I think it's gone. I think you're right. Which I'm kind of excited about. I am very excited. I also threw in, in that middle, the um, they say you win or learn. That's a quote from another guy who has a fight this month, Conor McGregor. Uh, oh, when it, that's this month? Yep, it's in next weekend. Oh, dang. Conor Cowboy next weekend. I feel like they just announced that. Yeah, there was a, it was a pretty quick turnaround. So, Are you rooting for him or Cowboy? Because you're uh, best friends with Cowboy. Yeah, good good buddies with Cowboy. Um, I just want to see a great fight. I just don't think that I, – I really honestly think Conor probably wins, but Cowboy's a freak, so who knows. I think if you met Cowboy now with your haircut, y'all would be even better friends. Maybe. He had a, I don't know if he had a mullet the fight that I met him, but he had a mullet right after that. Is that your inspiration? Now his his looks a little more. Mullety? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine's more, a little too uh, more business Van cash. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the main portion of this podcast called Happy Headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy, happy headlines. Yeah. So this is Happy Headlines. Logan and I are both pick out a couple um, positive news headlines, and then we uh, we talk about them. Yo, I like your energy today. Do I have energy? Because it doesn't feel like I do. It feels like you got a little uh, a little bounce in your step. That's I'm putting in a lot of effort. If it sounds like that, and I don't think you, I don't know if you had it. Before this, so you kind of sure you kind of locked in. Yeah, my brain just feels like like foggy, like dense fog with a thousand mosquitoes flying around in it. Well, that's first what off, it feels like. That was a great, um, that was great imagery. But you kind of reminded me of like you know an early season Chris Hansen. <laughs> you kind of got a little bit of spunk to you. It's a new season. Got yeah. a little pep in your step. You just preparing for you got you know it's a journey ahead. The only time. Um, Chris Hansen is more has a, a bigger pep in his step is when they're doing like those live oh. cut-ins like during the episodes. <laughs> I know. That dude, that's what he lives for. Um, we go first because my wife is calling me right now so I don't have my, my headphones uh, on. I don't want to ignore her call. That's, a, that's an excellent, um, it's very smart. Okay, I'm good to go now, actually. The call, the, the call is over. First off, your hosting right now is great. Is it? You transitioned and then you realized, hey, I need to bring it back. I need to move back in. I want to go first. And he did that. And I think that was an excellent move. All right. You like the way I'm sitting right now? <laughs> you look a little uncomfortable. I've never seen someone cross their, I've never seen someone sit Indian style with their leg also in like business style. I'm probably going to cramp up here in a second. But you want tomorrow? You got I'm all the feeling a little frisky today. I'm feeling a little risky. So I'm really risky to, or frisky. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? All right. My first headline is. An Uber driver got a college degree after one of her passengers wiped out her debt. So Latanya Young, she's a 43-year-old single mother. She's a hairstylist by day and an Uber driver by night. Um, and I don't know exactly when like the first part of the story happened, like when she picked up this passenger. Um, but it got updated recently. Um, but she picked up a passenger outside of um, Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium and as she was driving him around, um, and she got to talking, and she kind of told him 
uh, her story, and she told him that when she was 16, she had to drop out of high school to raise her first child, and that even more recently, she had to drop out of college because um, she had a $700 balance that she couldn't afford to pay off, so they like want to allow her to register for um, classes. And she said every time she got ready to pay it off, her uh, kids needed something and she just couldn't afford to pay for college after she met the needs of her kids. Sorry. Did we talk about this story? Did we? Did we already do this story? No. No. But Is this I, a repeat story? No, but I'm having like super bad deja vu. I don't know where I heard this story, but I've, I've heard no. bits and pieces of this. Maybe. Never mind. I know it was on a podcast. Okay. okay. It was on, not our podcast. Sorry. Okay. Um, I was rude. I apologize. No, it's fine. I was wondering what your... I was super deja vu. I thought okay. I was losing it. Yeah, so every time she was, like had the money to pay off, pay off the $700, her kids needed something. So she would put her college aside to pay off what her kids needed, and she was just content with waiting. Um, so a few days after um, she gave this passenger a ride, she got word that she was all of a sudden eligible to register for classes again. And she found out that the passenger, Kevin Esch, um, that he had like called the college and paid the balance for. Um, so <sighs> she was allowed to register for classes again. And ultimately, ultimately, ultimately usually I stumble once I stumble on words, <laughs> it, it lasts like a good 30 you, seconds. But, muscle through. You're locked into um, that. You're frisky. Through. Man. Um, but Yeah. Uh, Kevin paid off her balance, which allowed her to register for classes again. Ultimate, ult- <laughs> Gosh dang it. Why'd I come back to the Yeah, word? I don't know why you went back. And ultimately, she earned her associate degree in criminal justice. Um, with a, Once she found out that the balance was paid, uh, Young said that she had to finish out her schooling for him. So she said, I maintain my grades, A's and B's, just trying to make sure he knows I appreciate him. The two uh, kept in touch, and Esh attended her graduation yeah. in December. So again, I don't know when um, that ride happened. The ride happened, but got updated recently um, in December when she graduated, and the passenger, Esh, attended her graduation. And <clears throat> here's a uh, a quote from uh, Kevin that kind of uh, ended the story. Um, he said, <clears throat> there was something about Latanya that just, she resonates with me and we developed an incredible friendship now. And I am incredibly proud of what she's done. I could have bought new clothes or I could have helped uh, someone out. And what has come back to me has come back a hundredfold and I, I would do it. A thousand times over. So, pretty cool story. That's super cool that, like, just in that small instance to do yeah. that. Yeah. Just a short car ride. Got to know her. I guess found out that she had some uh, some college debt, and she couldn't um, resume her college until it was paid off. So, he just called up the college and paid it off paid for Paid it her. off. Yeah. Also, can't think of two jobs that you would um, that you would hate more. What? Hairstylist and Uber driver. Uber driver. Both just small talk all day. Yeah. Yeah, that would kind of kill me. Can you imagine small talking all day in the salon, and then you have to go um, small talk while you drop people around? Yeah, that I'm would kinda, kill you. I'm probably like the most boring person to give a haircut. So I just sit there. <laughs> do you close your eyes or do you leave them open? No, 
Well, <laughs> you my, close your eyes? my eyes are basically closed because I have to take my glasses off and I'm basically blind when I take my glasses off. So they're open, but I still can't really see that much. So uh, for some reason, it's hard to communicate with people when you can't see. Yeah, I, I guess I that know. makes sense. I don't know. So <laughs> that's a great story, though. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Kevin. 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 My first story. Um, I didn't mean to do this today, but both of mine are kind of around Christmas. Um, but I didn't see the story until two days ago, but, um, headline is guy gives up Christmas with family so he can rally his town to feed 75 stranded travelers. And so, um, and of course this story, I'm about to stop doing stories on Canadians. There's the best. I know. It's too nice. Yeah. This is probably just a normal Christmas. Um, but Long story short, there were high winds that diverted a WestJet airline on Christmas Day. Uh, the flight was intended for St. John's, Newfoundland, um, but it only made it as far as Deer Lake on the other side of the island, Providence. Province. So it was about 400 miles away. So these people got diverted 400 miles away from their destination on Christmas Day. Um, and then also love local resident Brian Snow. That's a perfect name for this. Uh-huh. Um, he had So Brian had a friend... Um, on the plane, and then realized that the fact that it was a national holiday, that there were no restaurants open. And the they took all of these passengers to a hotel, and the hotel did not have a restaurant either. So basically, all these people are stranded. They have to wait for their flight, and they have no food. And so... Is this fire Festival? Uh, it, it is. It's, this is what I'm going to get to. Is, um, Jaw Rule is going to pop in in a minute. <laughs> Um, but Brian was um, the coordinator for the Salvation Army, so the Deer Lake Salvation Army. And so he posted on Facebook, basically just said, like, hey, Merry Christmas. Hope everyone's doing good. There's 75 to 80 people who are stranded at the Holiday Inn, um, and they've had nothing to eat since last night. Um, no restaurants are open. We need sandwiches, leftover turkey, any items for food and passengers. Um, they have a flight tonight at 7. Um, can you help, please? Basically, a little more than that. He put it on their Facebook page, and then within minutes, it had 60 shares. And people just showed up and did a potluck in the hotel lobby. And so people just brought, like, sandwiches, platters of turkey, dinner leftovers, freshly baked breads, um, and a lot of desserts. You can't really see this photo super well. But, I mean, it's just like in this hotel lobby, they just set up a huge long table. And there's just drinks and food and desserts. And so um, all the res- residents got to come down and um, that I thought it was super cool to go even a step further. And uh, one of the people on the plane said, when we finished eating, which I can't imagine being stranded, kind of frustrated, it's Christmas. Maybe you have your kids. You don't really have anything you can eat. You're going to the vending machine to try to feed your family. And then all of a sudden these just people from the community show up and put together a meal for you. Um, this person said, uh, when we finished eating, they said, as soon as we're ready, let us know, and we'll take you to the airport. So they basically organized a whole system to get these people to the airport on time. I don't know. I just think that's one of the coolest things ever. I'm trying to find this other picture. But, yeah, these people just gave up all their family Christmas and just said, hey, can we get all these people to the airport, and can we, can we bring them all the food we were going to feed our family? That's pretty cool. I just, I don't know. I think there's just something special about 
small communities yeah. that just rally behind. And these aren't even one of their own. There's really no benefit to them and, and didn't help them at all. I'd have been down there charging 350 for a plate. I know. They're not there selling PB&Js for $10. Yeah. Dude, yeah. If this was in, if this was in like a large city, somebody would have capitalized on this and oh, made, yeah. made five grand. Oh, yeah. It is uh, interesting that a lot of our stories, they start off by like somebody um, like wanting to do this good deed or whatever, or like sharing um, the story of these people that are in need to social media. And then it like gets shared so quickly. And then it just takes off a lot of our stories. That's how they start. Somebody like posting something on Facebook and then it gets shared. Which is convicting. Super quickly. Because I've kind of recently just seen more of the negatives in social yeah. media. And I forget that. Yeah. There, yeah. 80 that's, people got fed think, because of it. I think most people do. But it still serves a, a purpose. Man, I just got a one of the best notification reminders ever. And it just says CPAP appointment today at 2 p.m. There it is. I knew you were on the is. pod. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a cool story. Canadians, man. I know. I just I bet, didn't I bet, count. I bet there were so many like pancakes and maple syrup being served. Oh man! And and then like to go above and beyond and serve the meal, and then they're all trying to figure out how to get to the airport. Yeah, that's the like part, don't worry about it. That's part I wouldn't have thought about is how to like organize getting everybody back to the airport. That's why we're lucky to have the wives we have. Yeah, because we think of something like, oh, we could go over there and help them, and the next thing you know, when they take over, it really works. Yeah, they make it forty times. Then it's like. Yeah, food is food is like a necessity, but I'm sure these people would rather just get back home or get to the, wherever they're going. Yep. So, yeah, that's super cool. All right, my next one is a Japanese hoops fan stood outside the Breslin Center for hours. Tom Izzo invited him inside. Um, so this um, this kid, I guess he's not a kid; he's older than a kid. Um, Masato Nakamura. That's how confident I am today. I'm trying to say names. Dude, you're fresh. Mas- Masato Nakamura. He's a he's a um, a kid from Japan, and he just loves basketball. He fell in love with basketball, um, and he wanted to learn about basketball from Tom Izzo, who is Michigan State's head coach. He's a, a pretty well known head coach. I don't know. He's I feel like he's been there since we've been alive. Coaching Michigan State. But anyways, uh, oh for sure, uh, Masato wanted to learn the game of basketball from him. He's not Masato's not necessarily like an athlete or anything like that. He just wanted to learn the game of basketball. So his plan was he was just going to show up at the Breslin Center, which is where Michigan State plays. He was going to show up there and stand outside and hope that Tom Izzo, who works at the Breslin Center, would invite him in and teach him about basketball. Um, as he prepared for the season and everything. Um, so he ended up waiting outside for five hours, which doesn't seem like a whole lot of time. I guess it kind of is. He, he ended up waiting outside for five hours, and then a, long time. a Michigan State staff member um, alerted Izzo that, hey, there's this kid waiting outside that wants to talk to you. So Izzo just said, bring him in. So they brought him in, and they invited him to watch – a Michigan State practice, and then afterward, he got to um, ask Tom Izzo some questions, and then he was invited to a film session with members of the coaching staff. And the next day, um, he was invited back for some more for another film session. Um, and this time, it was with 
Michigan State's entire basketball staff. He's a spy. He might be. Sorry. It did, it did mention that he did this with a previous school, too, and was invited in. He's a spy. So Continue. He Sorry. might be a spy. Um, but then he was um, invited to the team's pregame shoot-around, and then he had bought, like, upper-level tickets for their game the following day. Um, they were playing Illinois. It's probably not relevant to the story, but they were playing Illinois the following day. He had bought an uh, upper-level ticket for the game, and the team swapped it out for a seat behind the Spartans bench where he got to watch Michigan State win 76-56. It's the type of details that just make stories. I mean, that's what we needed. Um, I was actually looking it up right now. Yeah, but yeah. He just stood out there. He kind of took a little bit of leap of faith, just showing up and just standing outside, got invited in, and Got to like achieve his dream of learning basketball from Tom Izzo, so which is a great person to learn from. It's a pretty yeah, it is. It's a pretty simple story, but about I guess a story about following your dreams and taking that leap, and then like trusting the the goodness of people to invite you in. Yeah, and for Tom Izzo to go out of his way, yeah, do that. Just to answer your first question, um, Tom Izzo started his first his being a head coach for the Spartans, or head coach period, um, in 1995. Just most of our life. Yeah. All but six years of our lives. So he's been there for quite a while. But yeah, I think that's super cool when people, um, those guys have a job to do. Yeah. Those guys get get hired and fired based on success and to take time out of your day just to include somebody. Yeah. I think is something that literally anybody could do any day. Yeah. That's a good story. I like that. But he might be a spy just for the record. He might be a spy. Yeah, I didn't mention that he, uh, he showed up, I think it was like the University of Chicago or something like that, and kind of did the same thing, and they invited him in. But his ultimate goal was to learn from Tom Izzo. Yeah, which so. is, I mean, which is probably what. There's not many other coaches out there besides Coach K. Yeah, Coach, yeah, he's, Rick Barnes. Yeah, Rick Barnes. Um. <laughs> so this story, I think, is a uh, super cool story because I think most of the time when a police officer is in the news, it's not good. <laughs> Uh, especially over the last few years, there's always been there's just been a lot of a lot of shade. But uh, this happened right before I think it was a few days before Christmas. Um, and the, a police officer was at Walmart and he got a call. Field training officer Kenneth Martin was uh, purchasing some toys for Todd, so he's already at Walmart doing a good thing, and he gets a call that there's an unidentified couple trying to steal goods. Um, and this is in Arkansas, but so there's, there's body cam footage, which, um, doesn't really help the story, but he goes up to the front and kind of starts to figure out what's going on. There's a couple and their kids and they were trying to steal groceries. And so he's just like, man, this is right before Christmas. This is kind of brutal. So he just says, Hey, ring it all up again so I can pay for it. Um, they're still in and they have kids. That's what he was telling the lady behind the counter. Um, he, I'll get into this part later, but he uh, basically joking with the cashiers on the video saying like, hey, don't let people know I'm a nice guy. That's my favorite thing people say, by the way, when they're doing something good. I hate for people to know I'm a good guy. Um, but he approaches the couple and basically just says like, hey, I took care of this for you. Understand um, that you need food for your kids, but next time ask for help. Don't steal. It's not good. Never beneficial, but understand that you need to feed your kids. So he fee- he puts the groceries in the basket and the mom and the kids leave. Um, but the husband is arrested because he has to take him to jail. Mm-hmm. You can't not take him to jail. 
Um, but, and that's kind of a hard thing for me. It's not the perfect detail, you know? Yeah. It's like you almost just want everything to be good. Um, but I think they were just trying to feed their kids um, on Christmas. But the police officer ended up getting um, an award for employee of the month for just his compassion and uh, ended up being able to help the family out. But I don't know. I just, that's got to be a hard thing to be a police officer sometimes because you, you have to run into situations every day where oh, you're yeah. like, I see why you're doing this and that sucks. But there's also laws in place for a reason. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's something beautiful about having to face your consequences. Because I don't know. I, I kind of I can rationalize parents that are in a terrible place and they need to feed their kids. I can rationalize stealing. Yeah, but that that the the family like by him doing that and like there being a consequence, the family probably actually knows that they are able to ask for help now and yeah, that yeah. help is out there somewhere. Oh, that's a good point. So I guess I forget that people probably have been burned so much sometimes. Yeah. That's probably like a last resort. They don't see if there's any other way. Um, Sometimes it takes like a, like a consequence not to do that again, but also sometimes you just need to see that there is help available to be uh, inspired to ask for help. I guess I didn't really completely understand it either until like having a kid where it's like, I don't really care. If, like, I ran out of everything and I had no other options, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get food. Yeah. I'm not going to just, like, starve my kid. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just think it's cool to have the uh, ability to see that in people and say, hey. Because he paid for it out of his own pocket. Yeah. Just, I don't, did it say how much groceries they had? No, I never yeah, said in there. not important, but. Um, I know I've, I've brought this guy up a lot lately. <laughs> this Ross Creations guy. But I was I was up way too late just watching video after video the other day, and he's like a lot of the videos that pop up for me. But he uh, he was doing this this like prank thing where he like cut in front of people in the grocery line, and he like wouldn't oh, say yeah, anything. He would just cut in front of them, and then they would just be like, "Hey, what are you doing? There's a line." They get a little upset, and he'd kind of ignore them at first, and then acknowledge them. And be like, "Oh no no, I'm paying for all this." And you just like pace for all their stuff. Oh, that's that story reminded me of that. It is kind of funny when you think about it because for most people, it's like it's not about the fact that you got in front of me. It's the it's the premise behind it. Yeah, you know. And it's like, well, no, I'm paying for everything. It's like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, come on up. Oh, thanks. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So, um, all right, I got a couple quick hitters for us. Ooh, just a couple, just a couple quick stories. To, to end this episode. Um, so this one, Western Springs cop smiles at small gesture. So the small gesture was they were having to work on Christmas Day. Um, this little girl um, knew that they weren't able to be around their family the whole Christmas Day. So she showed up at the the uh, police station with all the candy canes that she got from Santa and just gave them to all the cops. <sighs> These, these little innocent children just doing. That's, I feel like half our stories are children doing stuff. I think that I think that tells you something. Probably another one. Dads now spend three times as much time with their kids in previous generations. Let's go. Hey, that's us. Let's go. Cheers to us being around our family more. I haven't seen Ellie in there, four there, days. There was a stat in the story. I think it was they asked dads in 1982, and like 43 percent of them said that they had never changed a diaper 
What? 40. That's almost half. And then they like. I guess the, that makes sense though. Did, did like the same thing recently, and only three percent of dads had said they'd never change a diaper. I guess it makes sense though if you're working fifty yeah. sixty hours a week. Yeah. And at that point, yeah, your wife was at home. Yeah. I still don't think I still don't think Katie's letting me get away with that. Yeah, for sure not. Um, I I uh won our stocking game this year, and the consequence for losing our stocking game was um. That the loser had to change all the the poopy diapers yep. for the month of January. Never already changed a blowout this month. Oh man! In another one, <laughs> it's hard though because you can't. It's not like I'll wait till she gets home. I'll let you sit in this blowout. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another one. We had a, a similar story last week about a, a guy jumping in a lake and saving people out of a capsized boat. But there was a uh, these two carpenters. They were working on a house, and all of a sudden they heard this little boy like screaming for help and i don't know where this was but they mentioned that it was a frigid lake and they looked over and saw this boy like in this frigid lake so they um one of the guys jumped in and swam over there and saved him so heroes man and, and it did mention that he jumped in with all his clothes on just like the other guy in last week's episode so yeah just a, just I, think, a I think you have to take your shirt off yeah i think it's heavier i feel like it's it's be cold either way. I feel like it's a better story when it mentions that they jumped in with all their clothes on because then that's like they didn't even like stop to think about it. They just did it. Yeah. They just, went, they just jumped into action. With it's a real bummer on. when I'm getting into flip flops and, yeah. you know, putting my hair in a, you're, in a tie. You're taking time to run home to go put your swimsuit on yeah. and coming back. Yeah. Just a, just a few quick hitters. I don't think I'm the hero in most of these stories when I think about them. I always see me as the guy who jumps in after everything's kind of secure and it helps everybody get in but still gets his picture in the paper you know what still, it's like local men save kid from drowning still getting the news interview yeah, yeah yeah and i'm the one that actually does the interview and i'm like yeah we just saw what was going on and we jumped in to save him and like the the other three guys are like what are you talking about dude we were already we'd already gotten him on shore but, when you got here but those other three guys are probably guys that don't care about the the, the fame yeah aka real heroes <laughs> dude and i'm this i'm this fake yeah. This fake dude swinging in and getting covered. It's like the guy in junior high that would get all the fumble recoveries and they'd mm-hmm. call his name out and he never actually recovered a fumble. He was yeah. just at the top of the pile. Yep. That's me. Yeah. And then I think we talked about the Australian fires like two months ago. And apparently they're super bad now. I think we did a story about That was last week. Was it last week? I don't know. I think it was a while ago. It wasn't it was for sure wasn't last week. It was a while ago. We did a story about a, a lady like going into the fire to save some koala bears or something. Yep, but apparently the uh, the uh, bushfires are super bad now, and like they're sending like fire stations in the United States have like agreed to go over there to help, and then people are opening up their houses for people who are abandoned and giving them food and um, like medical stuff. So that's pretty cool too. That is cool. I got a uh, text last week um, from my sister Kara. And she just had asked for a prayer for her friend uh, who's from Australia, and she couldn't locate her parents or the rest of her family. The wildfires were, were so bad that power and cell towers were completely down. And all that she, this lady knew was that her whole town was in flames. Yeah, apparently they were super bad. But the girl ended up texting and just basically said, like, it's like fire. Uh, you know, her family was safe. Little brother and sister were able to get a hold of them. Um, they, they will stay with them um, and fight. It's not over yet. It looks like a lot of fires around them are predicting to get really bad by the weekend, which I haven't got an update. Um, but 
Yeah, it's apparently brutal. Yeah. Over seven, this was last week, but over seven million acres had been burned. That's a lot of acres. That's a lot of people's That's a lot livelihood. Of yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to all the people who are going over there to help, and shout out to all the people who are already there who are opening up their homes to those who have lost their homes. Yeah. Yeah. You can get everything taken away, but having your life and health... That's uh that's important. So yeah, hopefully that that'll get contained. Yeah, Mother Nature, man, doesn't give a rip. She's brutal sometimes. It does not give a rip. She's pretty brutal. Also, want to shout out Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Who's the third guy? Michael Collins, maybe. If you haven't watched Phil the, Collins, Phil Collins. It's not Phil Collins. Yeah, I know. If you haven't watched the the Apollo Eleven documentary. That they, I think it just got released this past year. It might be the best document I've ever watched in my life. Okay. It's really good. There's like no like interviews or narration or anything. It's all like um, audio from... What's it on? What do I watch it on? It's on Netflix. Hulu maybe? I'll find it. I don't know, but it's really good. Have you seen the Kevin Hart documentary? I started it, yes. I, I think, if you're listening to this, I think it's a... Phenomenal documentary in the fact that Kevin left a lot of things in he didn't have to. Yeah. A lot of things. And it goes on. There's even arguments with friends that he could have, that made him look so bad that made me like him more. Yeah. And the way he takes care of everybody in that squad and the way they take care of each other, so dope. The first episode, I don't know if I even finished it, but it was all about, was he supposed to host the Golden Globes? Oscars. Oscars? Yeah. It was all about him like acknowledging all that. He ties it up at the end beautifully. Like his level of like teachability and the people we have around him after being backstabbed. I mean, it's a it's a journey, but I I don't know. If I was going to put my own documentary out, there's some scenes that I think could be beneficial for people that I'd probably leave out just because it's like, wow, man, that makes me look bad. Yeah. And he left a lot of them in. I don't care what anybody says. Also, very few people on earth who hustle the way he does. Good gosh. Him and The Rock should not be friends. Yeah. They're bad influences on each other. Yeah. But yeah, that was an absolutely, absolutely phenomenal documentary as well. All right. You got anything else? No, man. All right. We're going to wrap this up then. Thank you for listening. Um, if you don't mind, if you like what you heard, go find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Um, leave us some stars. Leave us some feedback. We appreciate you listening. Hope you all have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. Come on. Come on.